Hey guys, Pipsqueak here. Seems like Jet got a lot of the romantic attention this week, but I feel like I have a lot to bring to the table in a potential relationship. I mean, I'm strong, I'm loyal, I love to laugh, and I'm absolutely huge. Especially where it matters. You know, my biceps. <laughs> anyway, if you're interested in getting to know me a little better, ask for me around the Earth Nation town down the river. Oh, no. everybody. At last, it is time to talk about episode 10 of Avatar The Last Airbender. Nick Montagani, I'm joined by Brendan Riley. Brendan, wonderful to see you today. Thank you. It is good to see you as well. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's right, Brendan. Episode 10 is what I said. Yep. We've cracked double digits. Yeah, that's good because that's the one I watched. Good. Yeah, I always have to make sure that was my sort of secondary motive here in repeating the number to you is to make sure that we would both did the same thing. And once again, we did. We did. Haven't fucked it up yet. Uh, not yet. But as I often say, you know, we got a long way to go mm. and we're not very bright, you and I. It's not as hard to keep track of when I'm watching it on Netflix and Netflix just plays the next one for me. This is uh, true. When I was watching Samurai Jack on the, the discs, though, if the PlayStation ever shut off, then I would have to, like, remember what episode we were supposed to be on so that I could choose it from the list. Man, what a disaster. Mm -hmm. It was tough. As usual, Netflix has your back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can always count on Netflix. <laughs> For everything, especially if you're a showrunner. <laughs> Uh, yes, Brendan, 10 episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender we have now watched to this point. And with that, I'm putting you on the spot, just like I know you love. Okay. <laughs> you didn't say thank you like I expected you thank to. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, 10 episodes, Brendan. So, you know, new listeners to the show who might be jumping in on, uh, this episode, a fan favorite episode. We'll get into it. Is it a fan favorite episode? I mean, how could it not be? We'll get into it. <laughs> uh, uh, new listeners to the show might not know that Brendan had some apprehension to Avatar The Last Airbender. Again, I don't want Brendan to have to get negative and start talking about things that he didn't like about Avatar, because that's not what we're here to do. Mm -mm. We've Although, done that. That's old hat. You've heard it. We are also allowed to talk about things that we don't like about Avatar The Last Airbender. If we didn't, we would just be shills for Nickelodeon. Yeah. Because they're paying us. <laughs> not enough. <laughs> not enough, as in not at all. <laughs> uh, so, 
with your new perspective, Brendan, I, this is where I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. We're 10 episodes into Avatar The Last Airbender, your first real journey with this show. How how are you feeling? Um, I don't know. Pretty, pretty fine. Okay. Uh, there are good bits. It's not as uh, terrible as I expected it might be. <laughs> this is what I was looking for. This is the kind of commentary I was hoping I would get out of this. Um, it's done a couple of cool things that I really liked, but uh, nothing like super exciting, I think, has happened yet. Sure. To where I'm like, yeah, I know why this is people's favorite show ever. Uh, mm-hmm. Still not still not seeing that, really. That's fine. That's fair. But uh, there, I do have favorite characters. Which uh, is something, because if I didn't like it at all, I wouldn't even bother with that. Mm-hmm. So it's doing all right so far. I'm probably not going too far out on a limb here to say that a lot of the heavy lifting for your enjoyment of the show is coming exclusively from Uncle Iroh himself. Yeah, probably. I like Iroh. I like uh, Sokka. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he's the punching bag of the group, I think he's got a fun character. Sure. Um. And kind of grates on me a bit. Understandable. He's <laughs> At, a silly child. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I like I like the like the the character drama of it more than I like like the silliness of it up to this point. Yeah, and I think that is as that continues to grow. I think that you'll find that that is what makes this show like such a favorite for people, including me. Is like the character drama and mm-hmm. character growth over time because people go in like very wildly different directions cool which we'll talk about yeah uh in many future episodes to come uh would you say what would you say is like with you had some preconceptions of this show i'm sure Mm -hmm. but like what would you say has like surprised you the most out of what we've seen to this point um i I would say like Maybe the quality of the action in certain sequences. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of it is kind of just like real quick, uh, like simple shots that aren't really super impressive. But when they do like a good fight scene, um, you can really tell that like they kind of give a shit about making it look fun and look cool. Definitely. Uh, where they did really don't have to for like a children's show. They could easily just make it. They like, oh, he throws a fireball and then everyone does like a Power Rangers jump out of the way. Mm -hmm. Um, But in this episode, even in particular, there's a a certain fight sequence that uh, reminded me of like my favorite uh, animation style in like real anime. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) Real anime, you say? Hmm. Very interesting. Yep. They they're they're getting closer in certain aspects. They're, you know, paying tribute. It's it's not like maybe I, I, part of your original problem was you thought that Avatar might be like a cheap imitation of anime. Yeah, it's not. It's uh, and I mean, it kind of is, uh, but it's not like egregious, like a Kappa Mikey or like a Teen sure. Titans. Sure. Uh, it's a little more tame than that, but it still does a few things that I'm like. They're trying to to grab that anime style because that's what the kids with their Pokemans like to watch now. Of course, of course. Um, but it's not as heavy on that as I think I thought it might be. 
that's good. And I know that for you, that's probably going a long way. Because if it was doing all those things that you were expecting, we might not even have made it to episode 10 by now. No, I think I, I, think I, I would not be uh, even as warm on it as I am. And that was one of the other questions I was going to ask you was like, what of your original concerns of the show maybe were like, you're almost proving yourself right in what we've seen so far. Like what have you seen maybe that you were concerned about and has proven to be true? Um, I would say maybe, I guess like a lot of, uh, it's, it's still doing a lot of like filler kind of stuff, which I mean, maybe that's not fair to like, Mm -hmm. to, to dock it for that because it is a, Nickelodeon show and does have to release an episode every week for like fucking nine months out of the year. Right. Uh, so it's got to it's got to fill a lot of time. Um, but it does feel like there's a lot of stuff that happens in it that isn't important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think that's OK, given like what it is. We spend a lot of time fucking around so that mm-hmm. when we have things like the winter solstice double header that we just had and we get like a huge momentum shifting like world building everything has changed kind of huge lore Mm -hmm. heavy things like when we get those episodes we're like holy shit this is incredible yeah and then we spend a long time like okay but let's play child games for a Mm. while too and i i don't mind like filler if it um does something for the plot like it not not even the plot but like the world like if it sure if we've got an episode that doesn't forward the plot but does help develop like the lore around like the earth kingdom or whatever then i think that's okay um but a lot of what we saw early on in the the show didn't even really do that Mm -hmm. um but it seems to be at least the last few episodes have all had something like that they're they're trying to do well i won't make you uh have to push your opinions any further in this episode intro i just was kind of you know we've gotten this far in and it's not super i wouldn't say it's important to me that like you love this show as much as i do but like if we're going to be doing this together i you know just like to gauge kind of how you're feeling about it and it does I'll be selfish. It does make me a little happy that like it's going seemingly pretty well for you. Yeah, I'm not at a point where I'm like, oh, God, we got to fucking I got to watch Avatar now. Um, it's still possible we might get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and, and But a, but it's also not at a point where like I'm like super stoked. Sure. You know what I mean? It's not like, well, there, there have been, I think, a couple episodes where I've been like, all right, I'm ready. I want to see what happens in the next one. Um, but for the most part, it's just like, okay, yeah, no, this is fine. <laughs> like we we had fun, and yeah. uh, I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, like today to watch it, I made a big breakfast and then sat down and watched Avatar while I ate breakfast. That sounds delightful. What'd you have? It was nice. I made uh, some uh, bacon and eggs, uh, okay. and toast and beans and yogurt with God, full <laughs> English. Yeah, yogurt with uh, some pineapple. And then a glass of orange juice, a glass of chocolate milk, and, a, and an espresso. What the heck? You're going to fall asleep in the middle of this damn thing. I'm feeling fucking good right now. <laughs> that's. I don't that's, usually wake up early <laughs> enough to make breakfast. 
Well, congratulations for dragging your ass out of bed and then eating your full body's weight in breakfast. I'm very I, proud the of you. only meal I'm going to eat today. <laughs> well, I hope it keeps you going through the rest of your day and through our recap of this episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. Shall we do it? Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Episode 10 of Avatar The Last Airbender, titled Jet. Yes. <laughs> You're looking at me expectantly, like you want something. I, was, I, was, I wanted some kind of reaction out of you. You want me to, a... Benny? Okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I have two jokes written down. Okay, so now we're competing for who has the best joke that the kids are really gonna love. Oh, is this? Are you gonna go? I'm not gonna take it from you, but are you going West Side Story with this? Okay, so those, that's your second joke, because that was not one of mine. So you've got Benny and the Jets, and then like the Sharks versus the Jets. Yeah, when you're a Jet, you're a Jet all the way. That's pretty good. Uh, here are my two jokes that I had written down. And again, these are for the kids. The kids are going to love them, just like they're going to love yours. Yep. Okay, here's my first one. Uh, episode 10 of Avatar The Last Airbender, titled Jet. Woo, woo, woo. Jet. I don't even know that one. They, I'm sure the that's, kids will love it. That's a, I think that's a Wings song or just a Paul McCartney solo song. <laughs> Jet. Anyway, uh, didn't work on you, so the kids are going to hate it. Uh, here's the second one. And this one, honestly, is even more obscure. <laughs> uh, episode 10 of Avatar The Last Airbender titled Jet. Hmm. I hope this week Katara doesn't act like a cold hard bitch. Oh, yeah. There you go. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> By the band. By that great band that we all love called Jet. Yep. Yep. They have that uh, one music video where they're in the woods and all like the, the cute little cartoon critters are running around. Sure. Sure. And yes, then every time the, the chorus comes in, it gets all dark and they all have to hide from some unseen monster. It's really cool. Uh, I've almost exhausted all of my jet knowledge in that one joke that I made, but they did release an album that the music review website Pitchfork, uh, instead of reviewing the album, they just shared a video of a monkey pissing into its own mouth. That's how they felt about it? That's how they felt about it. Rather than actually talk about the music, they just wanted to share that video. So it must have been Great. a pretty good album. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, everybody, you know, respects Pitchfork. <laughs> These days, yeah, of course. Yes, of course. Um, Rolling Stone probably gave it like five stars. <laughs> We've talked a lot about Jet here in the episode opening of the recap, and I think it was necessary. I think so, yeah. I had almost forgotten that they existed. Oh, what a star band of like actually kind of contemporary with this episode, 2005. Yeah. So around that time. Look what you've done, Nick. Uh, Jet asks Katara, are you going to be my girl? <laughs> and then he goes, yeah. <laughs> OK, that's all I have. That is literally all I that's have. That's all I got. Yeah. Nope. But look what you've done was the, the last one that I had. <laughs> that was good. No, that was good. That was good. I didn't mean to steamroll over that. You did a great job. Thank you. Look what we've both done by making these very good jokes. Previously on Avatar. Uh, well, Katara caused some trouble last week when she stole a waterbending scroll from some pirates. Mm -hmm. 
Surely she's got her head on a swivel now and won't keep the team around a bad situation for too long, right? Yep. She wouldn't do something like that ever again. Not twice in a row. No, no, certainly not. If she was going to do it again, it might be like towards the end of the entire series, not Mm -hmm. like right off the bat. Not immediately. (laughs) No, she's got it all figured out now. Her uh, instincts are sharp as a tack. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about we're going to talk about instincts actually a lot in this episode. Yeah. (laughs) Here we go. Team Avatar is in a forest and Momo is trying to catch a bug but gets distracted when he sees some nuts sitting on a pile of leaves. And he leaps for those instead, but is ensnared in some kind of trap that lifts him high up into the treetops, where there are some other baboons dangling in similar traps. Mm-hmm. Who's going to eat these fucking monkeys? I don't know. Uh, the Fire Nation, I guess. <laughs> That's disgusting. I'm f- Like in Indiana Jones, they're going to eat the brains. Let's see. I, I've only seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, oh, that's in the second one that they do the okay. brain thing. Monkey brains. Mm-hmm. Delicious. In the Temple of Doom. Is that what it's called? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, did you know Short Round just won the uh, Oscar for Best Supporting Actor? For for Indiana Jones? <laughs> no, he was in uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, really? Yeah, I did not know it was him until they announced it at the Oscars. They were yeah. like, Kihei Kwan has made several notable roles as a child in Indiana Jones and The Goonies. Yes, yep, I do did know that it was him in The Goonies, but you've never seen The Goonies, so. No, no, so that means nothing. Honestly, neither of those mean anything. He's me. the one who, I think when we talked about The Goonies last time, I told you about the booty trap joke. Yes. That's him. Very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, Brendan, the booty trap guy has now become a Oscar winner. Well, there you go. Good for him. As has Encino Man, Brendan Fraser, also won an Oscar. Oh, hell yeah. So Things are looking up for all of these actors from terrible movies. <laughs> he should have won an Oscar for Monkey Bone. Probably. Or uh, what's that movie? Bedazzled? Oh, I don't know that one. I might be getting the name of that wrong. Uh, It doesn't matter. Aang realizes Momo is missing and hears him crying out somewhere in the forest. Uh, They find him in his trap and Aang leaps up and frees Momo, uh, who leaps out of his trap and then starts eating the nuts uh, as the Momo theme song starts to play. (laughs) Yeah. As if nothing happened. No, no. Not concerned about it. Yeah. This was his goal and it paid off. In one way or another. And nothing was learned. <laughs> no, no lesson. There are no consequences for Momo's <laughs> actions. Um, Sokka hurls his boomerang to free the other monkeys, which run away. And Sokka recognizes these traps as, yes, just as you said, Brendan, they are Fire Nation traps. <laughs> which he says it. And then I, I was sitting there going like, how the fuck would you know that? And then exactly. he says, you can tell because of the metal work. Mm, I was like, ah, clearly, clearly people in the writer's room were also like, how the fuck would you know that? (laughs) This isn't going to make any sense. Can we put like just (laughs) one little line in there so the Brendans of the world don't say, well, actually. Can we have him exposit a bit about why he knows that these are Fire Nation traps? The Fire Nation is clearly like the best metal workers of all of the 
nations though because like they've got ships and stuff mm-hmm. yep because they can they can weld without any special equipment they don't even need tools yeah they can just do it themselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing an industrious nation and they're putting that uh industrious nature to good use yeah clearly. catching Th- monkeys those traps uh looked like they would be super ineffective though like momo i think momo could have fit through the bars in that trap if he tried for like even two seconds Momo probably could have. It looks like they'd be ineffective, but they're so effective that they catch a fucking giant at the end of the episode. (laughs) That's true, yep. So they work pretty damn good. (laughs) Uh, But we're not there yet. Uh, They have to get out of this forest, and Sokka suggests that they don't fly on Appa and instead just walk, because he says Prince Zuko keeps catching up to them because Appa is so noticeable. Mm Mm-hmm. Which the other two protest, and Sokka points out he's a gigantic, fluffy monster with an arrow on his head. <laughs> yep. You know what? Valid point. He's got a great point. Um, I, I I don't know why they would argue that he's no, not noticeable. Like what? No, Appa's very regular. He, he's just yeah. like everyone else out there. No, he's not noticeable. What the fuck are you talking about? He's not noticeable. Like he <laughs> absolutely the most noticeable thing. is. Yeah. Sokka, There's nothing more noticeable. Sokka is completely <laughs> right in this situation. And like, obviously they don't see what we see in the show, but we know that he, that Zuko does see Appa flying by multiple times. Every time he points a telescope to the sky, it's in the shape of a giant bison. And he goes, there they are. Yeah, I found them. See that big thing up there? That super noticeable fucking creature. <laughs> A thing that looks like nothing else on this planet that anyone else has ever seen. That's probably the Avatar. Yeah, but but both of them, uh, Katara and Aang, are both like, no, he's not. No, he's practically invisible. <laughs> he's just like the rest of us. Uh, Aang does accuse Sokka of being jealous because he doesn't have an arrow of his own, which honestly is probably also a valid <laughs> probably point. Probably also true, yeah. I thought so. that was kind of a funny bit. <laughs> everyone's kind of like cracking jokes at each other and uh, they're all making fun of each other, but they are all also correct. Mm -hmm. So uh, Sokka says that his instincts tell him that they should walk. And Katara says, well, what are you talking about? You're not the boss of us. And Sokka says, no, I'm not the boss. I'm the leader. Yep. Legally distinct. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Read the paperwork. (laughs) Katara laughs at him and says, no, Aang is the leader. And Sokka says he's just a goofy kid to which the camera pans to Aang hanging upside down from Appa's horn. And he totally agrees with Sokka. Yes, I am a goofy kid. Yeah, he's right. (laughs) I think it's what he says. (laughs) You know what? I know what I am. I'm being very honest with myself here. (laughs) I can't lead this team. You guys got to drag me on this mission as we go. He doesn't have the cognitive capacity to lead. No, I'm still forming. This brain is still, you know, we're still getting there. It is fun, though, that, yeah, we're 10 episodes in and finally, like, they're trying to establish, like, the team dynamic. Like, who's the leader? (laughs) Does it matter? (laughs) Uh, This scene is really good. There's more good jokes in here, Brendan. I got to mention all the good jokes. All right. Uh, Katara says that Sokka can't be the leader because his voice still cracks. His voice does crack, but then he speaks. He speaks really deep to compensate for his cracking voice. Yep. Also, though, I think that's an, uh, a bad argument because Aang is younger, so his voice hasn't even started to change yet. He's not even at that. He's not a single hair on those balls. Yep. Um, 
And Katara is also younger than Sokka. This is true. Uh, and her voice, I don't, I don't think that happens <laughs> for women. I don't, we don't, I don't we know don't, enough you know about let's it. Not, let's not go down this path any further. <laughs> I don't think that you even said that. I don't think Katara's balls have dropped yet either. So. Oh boy, this is a disaster of a conversation. <laughs> so what's her fucking point is what I'm getting at. You are, I mean, <laughs> the point you're trying to make is valid. I just don't like the way that you got there, but I, I see what you're trying to say. For her to say that is, yeah, maybe not exactly fair. I just don't know. I just don't, I don't see the position. No, no, she's not the one to be doing this right now. Uh, she does also complain about the competitive nature of boys, which she mm. won't really be complaining about in a little bit in the episode. We'll talk about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but she says Sokka wouldn't act this way if he had ever kissed a girl. Interesting point. Mm -hmm. To which he says, I have kissed a girl, but you just haven't met her yet. Which I think is also funny. And But like you don't ever, I don't think we ever saw any girls his age at the Southern Water Tribe. So no. is he just referring to Suki from episode four? He could be, yeah. Uh, or his girlfriend in Canada. Yeah, she's a supermodel and also my uncle works for Nintendo. <laughs> She says, well, we're siblings, so my uncle would work for Nintendo. I know that's not true, Saki. says, shut up. I'm trying to sound impressive in front of Aang. <laughs> and then Aang says he's more of a Sega kid, so it doesn't really matter anyway. And they all have a big fight over it. Yeah, and uh, a lot of tears are shed and blood is spilled. Uh, yes, Saka says that. Katara says, you mean Grand Grand? I've met Grand Grand. <laughs> yeah. Which is a good comeback. She has a great face on for that delivery as well. <laughs> I've also kissed Grand Grand Sokka. This means nothing. Mm -hmm. wonder how Grand Grand's doing. Yeah, uh, I, d I have a feeling we might never find out. Mm. Well, it's kind of like I told you earlier in the episode intro, how like characters grow and evolve into like very different places over time. I'm not going to say Grand Grand is the big bad at the end of <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender, but I'm also not going to, you know, I'm not going to not say that. If they could work in a plot where Grand Grand and Iroh start dating. Oh, my God. I would be all for that. Uh, I have written some fanfic about that on my own time, <laughs> so we'll get into it. Uh, Aang says, who knows? Walking might be fun. And then it cuts to them walking and he very loudly declares... Walking stinks. And they're all wearing big backpacks for some reason, even though Appa's still with them. Those can go on Appa's back. There's no reason they couldn't have just left all that stuff on Appa. Yeah, if, if they have to do this, let Appa be like your trailer. Yeah. Also, though, like at the, on that same note, they could still be riding Appa. And he this could, is also true. He could just be walking. Like, I don't know. Maybe walking is hard for Appa. Maybe... Because he's yeah. a flying creature, his legs aren't so good. But he's got six of them, so mm -hmm. like maybe it takes less pressure off the rest. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that would work. Um, They raz on Sokka's instincts for a while, too, as they're walking along. I think that Sokka just needs to punch Aang like one time in the gut, and then he'll <laughs> never bother him again. <laughs> You should just whip around. So shut the fuck up and hit him really hard once. And then Aang will yeah, never make fun of him forever. Uh, Sokka's like, all right, all right. Very funny. But at least we're safe from the Fire Nation this way. 
but he trails off as they walk through a bush and straight into the middle of a Fire Nation camp. Yep. Just hanging out here in the middle of the forest. Uh, there's like 20 firebenders sitting around and they're like, well, uh, what do we do now? Yeah, it's a bad situation. <laughs> they could just run. I was thinking they should just hop on Appa and fucking fly, and fly out of away. there. At this point, your cover's blown. Yeah. yeah. If that was what you were worried about, the, that ship done sailed, huh? Just fucking go loud and get the hell out of there. <laughs> I did have a note, Brendan, that if this episode was written like six years later than it actually was, Sokka would have gone, they're right behind me, aren't they? (laughs) Yep. And they would have all been standing there with their arms folded. And then one of the firebenders would have said, uh, well, that just happened. (laughs) I don't want to live in that hell world. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Well, yeah, nobody thought that this battle would be occurring today, but I guess it's time to start fighting. Mm-hmm. The firebenders block their exit path with a big wall of flames. Uh, Sokka's shirt catches on fire, and then Katara does what you, Brendan, have made fun of for so long. She bends some water out of a little water skin and puts out the fire. Yep. <laughs> I know you've been waiting for this. Yeah. I mean, at least she's doing something now. She's, you know, been practicing, at least. She does do something in this episode that kind of scores a point for waterbending. Okay. But it's, like, way later. Okay. Well, at least she's clearly putting in the work and is not Mm -hmm. maybe as useless as we had previously thought she was. Yeah. Sokka tells the captain of the firebenders to back off and they won't hurt them. The captain doesn't take his bluff and starts to run in, but then there's the sound of like a s and then a plop. And then the captain falls forward on his face. Dead. I know, presumably dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that is the end of the captain and his wife and children get a letter in the mail saying your father's <laughs> not coming home. Oh no. <laughs> War is tough. Uh, they just kind of stand and stunned silence but then from the trees above them the unseen attacker descends and it's a spry teenage boy wielding these two long hooked sword things which are kind of cool but i have a couple problems with in this scene in particular before you get into that can i just tell you that my research told me i'm pretty sure that these weapons are called tiger heads okay i believe that I just wanted to get that point out there to make myself seem smart for knowing how to Google that. Anyway, Brendan, the floor is yours. Uh, So he uses them uh, as like hooks to grab things, which I imagine is the intention of their design. But there's a point where he he uses both and hooks them around two sides of a spear that's being like stabbed towards him. Mm -hmm. And he manages to hold the spear in place with them. And as far as I know, the, the hook side of those weapons isn't bladed. Like, the inside of the hook isn't bladed? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So I don't think that would stop the spear from going forward through them. But what if you pull it, like, really, really hard? In, yeah, like, maybe you could slow it down, but I don't think you've got enough leverage to completely stop the spear. And I sure. think it would have still run him through. Just <laughs> gone straight through the middle of it. Like, oh, great. Yeah, let me just poke it a little bit harder. Yeah, you, you put a little bit more force into it, maybe. But like, I I think he would still be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I see exactly what you're trying to say. Maybe the logic, the 
the uh, physics of mm-hmm. what he's doing here but are I, not working. I could presented. be wrong. Like maybe that would work, but I just it doesn't it doesn't read right to me. They're making this kid more of a superhero than maybe he actually yeah. should be. Also, he looks like um, Zuko, and that kind of fucking drives me crazy. Uh, maybe a little bit. He's got like a beautiful, perfectly a little tussled mop top on his head. Yeah, he's also always got a straw, like a <laughs> in his permanently mouth. chewing on straw. <laughs> To make him look cooler. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's as cool as it gets if you're a kid living in the forest. I just (laughs) chew straw and it never falls out. Yep. It's always the same piece of straw, too. He sleeps with it. (laughs) It's his lucky straw. Without this, I'm nothing. Uh... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that he looks exactly like Zuko. I don't know. It's like his color palette uh, and then not exactly like him, like, but I kept... Like, I kept studying his face every time they showed it to be like, Mm -hmm. am I going to see a burn here at some point? Like, oh, wait a minute. I see where you're going with this. Like, they stole the fucking uh, (laughs) character model or it is just him, like, being some sort of Avenger in the woods. Right. Yeah. He lulls him into a false sense of security and then (laughs) springs the trap. Maybe just because it was about this point in uh, Samurai Jack where Aku was trying that shit. That's right. So now we're like, okay, do they do they do this too? Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps not. Uh, it's good though that Jet doesn't also lure them into a false sense of security. It's good. The yeah, rest of this it's episode. good that that doesn't happen. Yeah, he's a nice guy, and it goes great. Mm-hmm. Uh, he whips some firebenders around with those hooks and lands like a beautiful 360 spin right in front of the gang. And he says, down you go. Ooh, so cool. I'm immediately enraptured by this handsome young teen. <laughs> yeah. Brendan, if you're not horny for this episode, you're not <laughs> horny for any episode. I just, I gotta say. <laughs> I was wondering how long it would take to get there. <laughs> Uh, not very long, and uh, I promise it won't be long before I get back to it. <laughs> uh, continues the fight, and some more young warriors drop from the trees above. Uh, Katara and Aang jump into the fight themselves. There's a funny moment of Sokka standing with his boomerang raised and just screaming as a firebender is running towards him. Yep. His battle cry. <laughs> like, getting ready to club him. Uh, but this young, mysterious fighter jumps in and knocks away the firebender. And Sokka's like, bro, like, what the fuck? You just KS'd me. You stole my kill, you motherfucker. <laughs> Honestly, is bullshit. And he does it again a second time, like a minute later. Yeah. <laughs> so, that is just not fair. Uh, an absolutely gigantic man leaps down and clubs two firebenders with a whole fucking tree trunk. This is like a nightmare for the firebenders. <laughs> Yeah, they're fucking, they're getting wrecked right now. We didn't know this was going to happen if we made camp here. What a day it's been. <laughs> fucking Robin Hood and the Merry Men come swinging in. <laughs> yeah, little John carrying a whole tree. <laughs> uh, the handsome teen defeats the last firebender and runs up to Katara and stops kind of like right up against her. And he just says, hey. <laughs> so cool. I know my heart is melting and so is Katara. She like swoons over this, mm-hmm. of course. Yep. 
Aang is impressed by this kid. Sokka is predictably not impressed by this kid. And he introduces himself as Jet, which honestly, perfect name. Yep, yep. Can't really get any cooler than that. No. What is Jet? So would that be like the stone? Is that what we're... Where does that name come from in a world without technology? This is a good point. Yeah, Jet. So what is like when you say something is like Jet Black? Why do we call it that? That's a stone, like a a crystalline kind of stone. Is Jet? Yeah, yeah. And it is like a dark, dark color. Well, then I guess there's no other answer than what it's got to be that. Yeah, it must be. It's just I don't know. It's kind of weird. I mean, it's a pretty cool fucking name. Uh, yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's his real name or if it's like, because all the other ones have nicknames, right? I think they do. They do all have nicknames, so it's unlikely to be his real name. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is still a cool name. It is funny to think, though, that like, yeah, this shouldn't exist in this world. It's like if one of the people in this crew was named like, hey, I'm Laser. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, what is that? <laughs> we don't have those. They call me Motor Boy. What the fuck is a motor? <laughs> They call me color television or just television <laughs> in general. <laughs> they call me Bitcoin. Oh no. I know. That's the worst. That's the worst member of the crew. <laughs> People used to think that he was like a really valuable member of the team. And then as time went on, they kind of realized that he didn't really belong and he was kind of fooling them into thinking that he was like really yeah. a good member. He was just taking all their money. Yeah. And now, yeah, he's completely worthless in terms of, you know, being an efficient member of the team. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Good old Bitcoin. You got to love him, though. (laughs) Uh, Jet introduces the rest of his freedom fighters, he calls them. Yeah, very much. They're not doing a Robin Hood thing here. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Uh, There's this schlubby kid named Sneers. Don't really learn anything about him. Nope. Uh, I actually forgot all about him. (laughs) Yeah. He's part of the introduction, so I felt like I should include him in the notes, but yep. like, it doesn't seem to matter. There are at all. only a couple of them that I remember. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to them right now, I'm sure. There's a shadowy archer named Longshot. Mm-hmm. Also forgot about them. Sure, sure. A heavily armed kid named Smellerby. I remember Smellerby. Yeah, Smellerby. Uh, Somewhat of a player in the rest of the events of this episode. Yep, uh, and voiced by the same woman who voices Dogen in uh, Psychonauts. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, then the giant person, who well, I'm not even sure if they're a kid, but I guess we have to say they are. <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't know. In any case, they're fucking humongous, and then a much smaller child is standing next to him. Jet introduces them as the Duke and Pipsqueak. So, of course, Brendan, this is the joke that we're going to have here. Yep, yep. Uh, Aang walks up to the little kid and says, huh, Pipsqueak, that's a funny name. The camera pans up to the gigantic guy and he angrily says, you think my name is funny? Mm -hmm. To which Aang doesn't falter at all and says, yeah, it's hilarious. (laughs) And then Pipsqueak lets out a huge belly laugh. He's like, yeah, it is pretty good. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's really funny, and uh, he laughs so hard, he pats Aang on the back, and Aang falls face first into the dirt, because he's so fucking strong. Yeah, he's fucking, probably not even a human. I don't think so. Yeah, I think there's some kind of weird, like, there might be some kind of spirit situation going on here, I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a big monster, monster person. 
future episodes with Pipsqueak will kind of tell you the oh, answers God. that you're seeking there. <laughs> I don't want these people to come back. <laughs> <laughs> My lips are sealed, Brendan. Uh, the Freedom Fighters are looting the camp, and Katara walks up to Jet. She's like, hey, you were really great back there. I like your moves. You're really impressive, big boy. <laughs> what other moves you got? He's like, nah, nah, don't worry about it. We were going to attack them anyway. You guys really helped us out. And she uh, jokingly says, oh, well, you know, we were just relying on our instincts. And Jet says, that's bullshit. Whoever relies on instincts is a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. And then he glares at Sokka. <laughs> well, Sokka, he's clearly saying it loud enough where Sokka can hear this entire conversation. So this <laughs> is on purpose for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's really good. Uh, and then we have what I would consider to be one of the best offhand jokes in Avatar history. This was really, really good to me. <laughs> the Duke inspects a barrel and says, hey, Jet, these barrels are full of blasting jelly. Mm -hmm. Jet says, that's a great score. Then Pipsqueak holds up a crate and says, and these boxes are filled with jelly candy. Yep. The Jet says, also good. Let's not get those mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> that's genuinely hilarious. <laughs> I think that's a really good bit. I think it would have been really fun if they did get them mixed up. At like the end of the episode when they blow up the dam, if it was like, oh <laughs> yeah. shit. They it was the jelly cake. They shoot it with the flaming arrow and it just like burns a little bit and smells really good. Goes out. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, his inept freedom fighters kind of screwing the pooch at the end of the episode would have been a good bit. Would have really uh, taken away from the drama of it all, though. <laughs> no, the town. Oh, wait, the town gets this beautiful candy smell floating downwind. Oh, no, the ants. <laughs> I know, shit. They're burning. Well, there was an <laughs> ant problem in this forest anyway, so honestly, that's probably a net positive. <laughs> Uh, they're going to take their loot back to the hideout, which Katara is like super jazzed to go. She's, she's like, yeah, let's go to the hideout right now. Yeah. <laughs> they walk into the middle of the woods. Sokka kind of questions what they're doing, but then Jet hands him a rope, which violently pulls Sokka above the treetops. At first, I thought he just like snared him, like just to right. get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. I'm trying to hit on your sister. Can you go away? <laughs> Um, Aang doesn't need a rope, so he hops his way up the branches. Uh, Jet grabs Katara's hand and pulls her in close, and their bodies press against each other as the entire scene goes sepia tone. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hated that. No, it's really, really good. <laughs> and like, and like, there's like... Sakura blossoms falling from the sky all the sudden. Yeah, her cheeks blush. There's like romantic music playing as they slowly float <laughs> into the air, like they're dancing with each other. The whole thing feels like a dream. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, come on. It feels like we've been waiting for this moment for Katara. Like, for Sokka's all of my life. To, yeah, for, for <laughs> exactly. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Sokka has already, like, gotten some romance of his own, so it's like, well, it's finally time for <laughs> Katara to get hers, you know? Yeah, maybe this time she won't bring up her dead fucking mom. No, impossible. No, that's her move. That's her play. <laughs> so, 
Jet is a very golden opportunity for her. <laughs> Specifically golden, yeah, with everything in sepia tone. It's very funny to me. <laughs> I, I fucking hated it. I thought it was really good. The whole color palette for this entire episode, I think, is very interesting. It's a lot of, like, golden browns. Yes, um, although I did have a problem with Jet's costume mm. because it's Fire Nation colors. And as we've said before, <laughs> you have to rep your gang in this show. So I, I was convinced the entire time that he was Fire Nation. That is a totally fair point. And there's even a scene that we'll talk about coming up here where I also have some issues with repping your nation in terms of colors. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, It does seem incongruent, though. Yeah, like he stole those from a firebender. Is like, well, I know that I hate these people, but I look damn good. Yeah, well, see, I thought it was going to be like this was a gang of like Fire Nation kids who just didn't agree with the war. Sure. So they were like trying to sabotage the Fire Nation soldiers, even though they were also uh, Fire Nation kids. That's almost better. Like, fuck you, mom and dad. I'm running yeah. away. Because uh, I wasn't sure where we were either. I know that at the end of um, the Winter Solstice, we were still in the Fire Nation. Uh, so I wasn't sure if we'd left there yet or if we were like in the heart of the Fire Nation somewhere. Well, we're definitely not in the Fire Nation anymore. They they took off right after that yes. mission was completed. We, it is established that they're in the Earth Kingdom for this episode. Yes, yes, for sure. We do learn that. So, we, yeah, some <laughs> undetermined area mm -hmm. in the Earth Kingdom. We'll figure it out. We probably won't figure it out. We probably won't, no. <laughs> we're going to need someone to specifically tell us where we are if we're ever going to get to I, I want every episode plotted on the map. Honestly? Could that could be a good idea? Mm -hmm. I'll bet you somebody's done that out there, like a fan theory kind of thing. Probably. If you know about it, send it to us at gotarecap at gmail.com. Yes, we actually, I actually would be very interested to see something like that for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, they lift high up into the trees into a network of tree houses and rope bridges. It's very cool. I like this place. <laughs> I would like to live here. Mm hmm. I'm afraid of heights, sure. but like I like it. I, that seems cool. Yeah, same. I would uh, get over that fear so I could hang out with Jet and his cool friends. Yeah. Um, Katara is very impressed by this whole setup, which is clearly exactly what Jet was hoping for. Mm -hmm. He says, yes, pumps his fist. Uh, he says the Fire Nation took over a nearby town recently and... Jet and the Freedom Fighters have been messing with them for several years, and one day they'll free the town. And Katara calls Jet so brave, and Sokka <laughs> slides in to say, yeah, really brave, hiding from them in the trees. Yep. <laughs> Katara says, ignore my brother, please, for the love of God. I'm so hot for you right now, Jet. <laughs> I'm uh, she doesn't just shove him off the balcony. <laughs> shut up. Then he plummets to his death. <laughs> uh, Jet describes a bit about how the other freedom fighters joined the team. And Katara asks, well, what about you? And he says, the Fire Nation killed my parents when I was eight. And yeah, just like you said, Brendan, <laughs> Katara can't help but try to relate to this and be like, yeah, they killed my mother, too. I have We're so alike, too. you and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want a trauma bond or something? <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> It's like we were made for each other. We finish, e we finish each other's, and then she just kind of looks at him like expectantly, and he's like, I don't know. He doesn't know what to put. I don't, Wait, I don't what? have any what idea. Do we, what do we finish? 
Sandwiches, of course. Uh, later that night, they're having a feast, and Jet delivers a rousing speech to his freedom fighters. Mm-hmm. Today, we struck another blow against the Fire Nation swine. I got a special joy from the look on one soldier's face when the Duke dropped down on his helmet and rode him like a wild hog monkey. Now, the Fire Nation thinks they don't have to worry about a couple of kids hiding in the trees. Maybe they're right. Or maybe they are dead wrong. Oh, it's <laughs> a little ominous when he says this, mm-hmm. but there, surely there's nothing ominous about Jet. No, he seems like a stand up fellow. He's he's doing good work out here in this forest and isn't scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katara says, hey, Jet, nice speech. It wasn't really that nice. No, no, she's just <laughs> she's just trying really hard. No, she's Katara. thirsty as fuck. Your whole ass is out right now. Like, <laughs> calm yourself down. Um, he says, uh, yeah, well, I was really impressed by your fighting. You and Aang, your bending skills were incredible. And she says, well, Aang's the Avatar. Jet goes, Avatar, huh? Very nice. <laughs> cool, cool. As if to say, yeah, that's fine. Did you notice, though, that I'm Jet? <laughs> Avatar is one thing, but Jet? I mean, come on now. It's not Jet, yep. It doesn't get any better than Jet. <laughs> I, I wish he referred to himself in third person. In third person constantly. <laughs> he does seem like the type, doesn't he? He does, yeah. No, he is lucky enough that all the freedom fighters around are constantly like, yeah, Jet, you're the best, Jet. Jet's so cool. Mm-hmm. That is basically the like entire personality of the rest of the freedom fighters is being like, isn't Jet the best? He's just like older than them. He's like a 20 year old and they're all like young <laughs> teens. Yeah, he's selling he's them cool because he's got a car. Yeah, and sells them weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buys them booze. Like that character in uh, fucking Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. He's so cool. No, no. Um, Jet does fulfill this role for them, for living the life that they all think they're going to want to live in like six, seven years. And then they get to that point and they're like, I've wasted everything. And they're like, wow, Jet's a fucking loser. <laughs> Jet's dead. He overdosed like three years ago. Um. Sokka's had enough of this, and he says, they're leaving, and Jet's like, Sokka, come on. Come on. What if maybe you didn't? Stick around a little while, my new (laughs) brother-in-law. Be a lot cooler if you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Just chill for a moment, all right? (laughs) Says, Sokka, I need you for an important mission, which, of course, hooks Sokka right in. Mm. I will hand it to Jet. He knows exactly how to play... Like these people that he doesn't even know. Yeah, he's a pretty good manipulator. Uh, I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> he's not. He doesn't gaslight everyone twenty four seven. This is Jet. Oh, you're right. You're right. How could I? Did you forget? Yeah, I must have. Don't forget the Jet. <laughs> That's what they always say. Yeah, they do. I have T-shirts that I actually printed that we're going to sell in our online store that say "Don't forget the Jet." <laughs> It's just him with sunglasses and a piece of straw. (laughs) 
holding like a daiquiri. It's like, you're not old enough to drink this. Yeah, but it sounds cool. like a memorial, though. <laughs> Don't forget the jet. And on the back, yeah, it says like 10, 20 or whatever year it is to like 10, 36. <laughs> it's like a very nice like landscape of the forest and his face just superimposed over the sky. <laughs> In sepia tone. <laughs> Never forget the jet. <laughs> R.I.P. King. Uh, yes, it's the next day. The mission is underway. Uh, jet whistles out a bird call, which is returned by one of the freedom fighters. Sokka sticks his knife into a tree to listen for vibrations through the forest. The knife has, like, teeth on it. Mm -hmm. The fuck is this knife? I don't know. <laughs> We've never seen it before. No, this is our introduction to the tooth knife. I'm not convinced we'll ever see it again. <laughs> Gotta be honest, I don't remember it. So <laughs> this might be a one and done. Uh, but it's terrifying nonetheless. Um, he hears one person approaching and sees it's just a very old man walking through the forest. And he says... Osaka tries to call off the attack, but Jet has already leapt down and violently confronts the old man who says he's just a traveler, but Jet like smacks his cane away and knocks him down to the floor like, fuck you, old man. <laughs> it's a very confusing scene. Immediately he goes into him. He says, do you like destroying towns? Do you like destroying families? Yeah, get him. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jet's got some problems. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, the old man begs for mercy and Jess says, does the Fire Nation let people go? Does the Fire Nation have mercy? I would say probably. Yeah. Yeah, on occasion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they didn't, they, there's a town nearby, right, that they haven't destroyed and murdered yeah. everyone in? There are people still alive there, even though it's <laughs> occupied. Yeah. So, there's some kind of mercy there compared to, yeah, what we know of them, which is slaughter of entire groups of people. They haven't done that yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is kind of what you were getting at earlier, Brendan, with the colors. The old man is wearing a red robe, so he is kind of, like, portrayed as a Fire Nation person, which, I mean, I know why they do it to make it easier for us, but I do hate sometimes how the show is, like, red bad. Mm -hmm. Although, he, I... I might be wrong, but it looks like he's got like a little pin on the jacket or his hooded whatever cloak that looks like a little flame. OK, so I think they've really set this guy up to be Fire Nation. But like given what we find out about him later, I'm not convinced that he is right. He might not Fire even be Nation. a firebender. They might have just like flown him out from the Fire Nation after they took over this Earth Kingdom town. Like, hey, grandpa needs to live somewhere. Mm -hmm. We've got this kick ass new like hotel suite that's just unoccupied. Or it seems like he, he could even just be a resident of that town. Like just was always there. Cuz like we we find out later that he's in the town when Saka goes to warn them. Right. So like he could be part of the occupying force or he could just be just some old man from that town. <laughs> it's it's really hard to tell. Yeah. Um I don't know. The color thing, yeah, they're they're doing it for our convenience, but I'm like can't everyone just wear whatever they want? Yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like wearing the same color every single day unless I'm Doug Funny. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just think like if they're going to do it, I think it needs to be a little bit more consistent. I would agree with that. 
Um, either if it's either that important, fully commit or don't do it at all. <laughs> yeah, if it's that important to the world, yeah, make it important in a hundred percent of cases. Mm-hmm. I understand. Um, Jet winds back his foot to kick this old fucker right in the face. He's going to murder this old man. <laughs> He's literally about to kill this man, but Sokka jumps in and stops him like, bro, chill out. <laughs> Which Jet is pissed about, but Sokka's like, this old man hasn't done anything to you. Jet doesn't accept that, basically questions Sokka's beliefs by saying, remember what they did to your mother, which is a supremely shitty move for Jet oh, to yeah. make. yeah. Real fucking bad. So shitty for him to say that. Hey, Sokka, your mom's dead, you fucking asshole. Yeah, (laughs) I I know. I don't think this guy killed her. He wasn't there. I don't know. Maybe he was. (laughs) Maybe he did. What a twist that would be. Uh, He's like, by the way, thanks for saving me, Sokka. Uh, Oh, how did I know your name? Never mind. (laughs) Moving on. Awkward. Um, that happened. That oh, so that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> they take the old man's stuff and leave, and he s- stares longingly up at Sokka. But Sokka has no choice but to go with Jet. Um, back at the camp, it seems like Ang and Katara are just having a, the best time that they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Aang has some of those little like TNT poppets that you throw at the ground that explode. Yeah, little. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Those little, little snap, things. Snap rocks. I used to snap those. You used to snap those in your fingers. I did, yeah. I, st- I mean, I still do when I have <laughs> them. Still, well, hold on. When you have them. Yeah. <laughs> Wait you a minute. Sometimes they sell them at like the dollar store and you just got to pick them up. <laughs> they had them at the uh, small convenience store next to the Little League field where I grew up. So it was very much a situation of like, Go next door after your game ends, get like a slushy and some big league chew and some TNT poppets and then mm-hmm. just fucking throw them at each other as hard as you could. Yep. Yep. And then you end up just with a bag full of sawdust. <laughs> and then what do you do with it? And then what do you do? You just sprinkle it all over the place. <laughs> if you have too much slushy, you puke. So the sawdust is good. for. <laughs> the saw- that's what the sawdust is for. Yeah. 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 They know what they're doing. Um. Sokka is not having a good time and is ready to leave, but Katara is just completely blinded by her new boyfriend, Jet. Uh-huh. Uh, and Sokka explains how Jet harassed an old man, and Katara and Aang want to hear from Jet himself. They go to Jet's hut, and he fucking gaslights everyone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, uh, that is not the way that this happened, Sokka. Pulls out a knife with a poison vial stuck in the blade. And he's like, the old man was going to kill me. Sokka, you actually saved my life. Yeah, he was sent to kill me. (laughs) This elderly assassin who could barely walk was sent (laughs) to kill me, Jet. The least effective assassin in Fire Nation history. Look, you know, uh, all the other people are busy running the town. Um, (laughs) This guy's got a lot of notches on his belt, but the last effective kill he made was like 35 years ago. Yeah. So, but he, uh, it's really hard to retire in the Fire Nation. You kind of have to work, put your nose to the grindstone until you're in the ground, unfortunately. It's kind of a sad state of affairs. Yep. But that's the world of Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. But lucky Sokka was there. Yeah. Very fortunate Sokka saved him. Um, Sokka's like, there was no knife, but Katara is 100% sold. She's like, oh, see, there was a knife. Yeah, I knew it. No, look, it's it's right there. (laughs) 
He's. I see a, a knife. I see a knife. Yeah. <laughs> and there was poison in the handle. Yeah. So Sokka, once again, you know, the last few weeks of you being like the brains of the operation have proved nothing to me. And I believe this kid I don't even really know. Yeah. Uh, I was actually kind of mad about this scene, but I think you're supposed to be. Yeah, for sure. People are not thinking straight. Katara is just simply too horny for Jet, and I get mm. it. Yeah, yep. I understand. Aang is surprisingly chill, by the way. I didn't, I mean, if we're thinking about Aang, like, he loves Katara. Mm-hmm. Clearly, that's been set up. He is surprisingly chill with, like, this whole situation of Katara falling in love with Jet. He's, like, not showing any jealousy about this at all. No, he's too excited about all, like, the zip lines and shit in this He's this distracted. Town, yeah. His child brain is like more interested in that than in like <laughs> l- matters of love. Yeah, yeah that's true. He, he hasn't noticed. <laughs> it's probably what it is. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Someone's moving in on my girl. Uh, yeah, look over here. We have like a rope swing. Oh, radical. Oh, shit. Rope swing. <laughs> <laughs> look over here. We have a GameCube. Oh, fuck yeah. Super monkey ball. You guys got multiplayer? <laughs> uh, yeah, Aang's preoccupied. Um, Jet tells, uh, Sokka storms off and Jet tells Aang and Katara he needs their help to fill the reservoirs in the river that runs through the forest before the Fire Nation comes down and burns the forest. Uh, a totally real threat that they all know is definitely actually going to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because they've been here for years. <laughs> They're just, they've just been waiting. They're working up to it. Oh, I know. They've got their eyes on us here in the forest. But if we could get that river going. Yep, yep. Katara confronts Sokka and says they need to help, but Sokka says Jed is very smooth, but we can't trust him. Yeah, which is true. All true. (laughs) Everything that Sokka just said is accurate. (laughs) So at least he can admit that. Um, Katara accuses him of being jealous, but Sokka again busts out his instincts argument to which Katara says, well, my instincts say we need to help Jed. It's not your ins- don't confuse your instincts with your loins, Katara. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, being fueled by a different sort of more more carnal uh, <laughs> urge here. And Aang is barely a part of this conversation. He's just like, okay, whatever Katara says goes. <laughs> She's the leader. <laughs> yeah, now they finally determine. Yeah, so Katara's all mad about Sokka's instincts, but she says, you know what? My instincts are kick-ass, and we're going with them. <laughs> Later that night, Sokka wakes up as he hears Jet and his team heading out. They're pushing a cart with some barrels on it. And Sokka follows them to a cliff overlooking a small town downstream from a dried up riverbed that's being blocked by a large dam. And Jet says that he's going to signal his team to destroy the dam once the uh reservoir is full so they can wipe out the town below Mm -hmm. so now we're kind of seeing jet's hand here we're seeing the true nature that wasn't revealed to us by all the other fucking shady things he's done throughout this episode turns out it's actual terrorism who could have seen it coming (laughs) the other kids though they're like maybe not a hundred percent sold or like they they do have questions Mm -hmm. um the duke says hey you know there's some civvies down there in the town, yep. not just Fire Nation folks. And Jet's like, hey, that's just the price we got to pay. You know, get rid of the Fire Nation. There are necessary sacrifices. 
Um, and Sokka is hiding in the bushes and hears all of this, but from behind him, Pipsqueak rolls in and picks him up by the ponytail. Yeah, which probably hurts. Probably hurts a hell of a lot. But Pipsqueak, not a very delicate guy. You'd think that he might be able to like pull like a Lenny and, and pet Sokka to death, perhaps. <laughs> yep. The Freedom Fighters deliver Sokka before Jet, who says to him, I'm glad you decided to join us. Very sinister. Mm -hmm. Sokka says, you know, there are families and children living in the town. And Jet, again, he equates them to like just some sacrifices. And Sokka calls out Jet's lies to everyone. And Jet tries to equate his desire to defeat the Fire Nation to Sokka's, but Sokka's like, no, I'm above this. Like, I wouldn't do this. Yeah, I draw the line at war crimes. <laughs> yeah, murder of countless innocents. I'm not exactly <laughs> down for that. But Jet can't have Sokka acting this way and has his freedom fighters lead him away as he says, cheer up, Sokka. We're going to win a great victory against the Fire Nation today. So, Ooh. I know. We've had a few moments on this show in the past of like, earthbenders or like other non-firebenders where it's moments of like are we the baddies mm -hmm. but this kid is just fucking delusional yeah yep it's fucking wild there's no gray area here yeah it's just gonna flood out a whole town <laughs> it's just you know for the greater good mm -hmm. um later in the day jet leads ang and katara to the dried up river Katara tries to make up for Sokka's behavior, but Jet's like, oh, no worries. You know what? He actually came and apologized to me himself. Mm -hmm. Which they seem, it seems for a second that they're about to like have suspicions about it. There is like, no bigger red flag. Yeah, they're like, wait, Sokka apologized? And he's just like, yeah, yeah. And they're all like, okay. Like, oh, great. It seemed, wow. I thought for a second, this was going to be the turning point where they were like, that doesn't sound like Sokka. <laughs> yeah, they almost lean in that direction. But again, Jet's so fucking smooth that you got to take his word. <laughs> yep. Well, that was not enough as they approach some steam vents and Jet wants them to bend the water out to fill the reservoir. Katara isn't sure she can do it, but Jet puts his hands on her shoulders and he's like, you can do this. Yeah, you got it. Just loosen up, babe. Yeah, you're, you're feeling real tense. <laughs> Why don't you smile a little bit for me, sweetheart? <laughs> it's actually really sickening with like the context we know of like what Jet just did to her brother. Yep. It's actually really messed up. Aang's like, well, what about me? And Jet's like, I know the Avatar can do this, which is so dismissive of Katara. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, Katara, you can do this. But Aang, I fucking know you can do this. Yeah. No, you absolutely, yeah. Oof. You could probably do it by yourself. <laughs> I'm just letting Katara feel like she's contribute, <laughs> Katara, contributing to the She mission. needs to feel important. I'm trying to score here, Aang, don't you see? <laughs> I get it. No, he doesn't get it. Um, Aang and Katara work together to raise water out of one of the vents, which does pour into the river. Jet's like, great job, guys. And they're going to keep working on this, and he's going to go to the reservoir Katara's like, great, we'll meet you there when we're done. And he says, you know what? Probably not a great idea, Katara. You should just stay away from the reservoir, okay? <laughs> yep. I mean, I've run out of red flags to assign. <laughs> no, that's it. 
They're all they've all been thrown. Yeah, I guess I didn't purchase enough before the start of this episode. <laughs> but uh, that's not suspicious at all. Time passes and Katara and Aang have emptied many vents out into the river and decide, you know what? We will go meet Jet at the reservoir after all. I liked uh, I liked Aang's line here where he says, I think that's enough and not just because I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean, probably a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's the implication. Not just I, I, because I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a part of it. I for am. Sure. But I am famously lazy. <laughs> Make no mistake. There is no lazier avatar that ever lived. Um. Pipsqueak and Smellerby are leading Sokka through the forest, and Sokka tells them, what are you guys doing following Jet? That guy is nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to which <laughs> they're basically like, ah, you know, we're doing fine. Like, we're not big enough characters in the grand plot of Avatar The Last Airbender <laughs> to lead some kind of mutiny or, like, do anything special. So we just kind of have to go along with it. We don't have enough time. The episode's only 20 minutes long. <laughs> They didn't pay our voice actors very much, so, like, we can't record a bunch of extra lines for this. Yeah, we kind of just have to go with the flow here, Sokka, my man. Uh, Sokka spots some of those monkey traps from earlier in the episode and makes a dash in their direction. Uh, They follow after him and get themselves stuck in the traps. Uh, And yes, Pipsqueak asks Smellerby... Uh, if they're going to eat the lychee nuts, because Pipsqueak is a growing boy and needs to mm-hmm. eat as much as he can. Yep. Which is fair. You know, big appetite, big boy, big appetite. Yep. Got to get those extra lychee nuts. I get it. I've been there. Yeah. He should try having a big breakfast. Brendan, are you going to finish your lychee nuts, by no, the way? probably not. Nope. I had a big breakfast. <laughs> I know. I know. Famously, you've had a gigantic <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> Uh, maybe after the show, you can send some of those my way. Yeah. Okay, good. We'll arrange that later. I have nothing to offer you except for my never-ending uh, friendship. Uh, we'll, okay, we'll talk about it. <laughs> That's the final offer. That's okay. <laughs> we can have this conversation now. Uh, Ang and Katara reach the reservoir overlooking the dam, and they see the Freedom Fighters loading blasting jelly barrels in front of it, and the camera zooms in on Ang's face as he puts the pieces together. They're going to blow up the dam. Yep. That damn dam's going to go. Oh, my God. Been waiting to say that. <laughs> now is the time. Was it worth it? Definitely not. <laughs> um... Katara just starts repeating herself and says, Jet wouldn't do that. Aang is about to fly down to stop them, but Jet flies in and takes out Aang's glider and he says, yes, I would. Yeah, I am that guy. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. I want to watch the world burn. I also like how confident Katara is. And no, Jet wouldn't do that. I know him too well. (laughs) This isn't the Jet that I know. Look, I've known him for like about a day, so I think I can confidently say he wouldn't do that. We're soulmates. I know everything about him, <laughs> his deepest, darkest secrets. Yep. What makes him tick. And this doesn't sound like my, not my jet. Hashtag, Hashtag not, my, not jet. my jet. Jet, why? Katara, you would too if you just stopped to think. Think about what the Fire Nation did to your mother. We can't let them do that to anyone else ever again. This isn't the answer. I want you to understand me, Katara. I thought your brother would understand, but... Where's Sokka? 
He's fine. He's doing fine. She yeah. doesn't know that. No. But he's he's going to be okay. Uh, he, Jet walks up and places a hand on her cheek as tears roll down her face, but she blasts him away with a waterbending strike. Katara's regained a little bit of control here. Hell yeah. She finally woke up. She's finally snapped back to reality. Oop, there goes Jet. <laughs> uh, Aang wants to go stop the Freedom Fighters, but Jet uh, swipes his glider away, and Aang doesn't want to fight, but Jet chases him through the treetops. And this is a pretty good fight scene. Is this a fight scene you were referring to earlier? It Brandon? is, yeah. yeah. It's uh, The flow of their motion, like the way it's drawn, is very nice. Yeah. They... Uh, leap around the trees and jet has some very nifty moves which is mm-hmm. fun it's specifically there there is a part where they're both on a branch <clears throat> and ang like dodges a swipe and then like flips to the underside of the branch and then climbs up behind jet mm-hmm. and it's that specific sequence where the animation it looks like it's all hand drawn like yeah. with the mo- motion blur like kind of stuff going on to it very very nice looking it's a pretty impressive sequence that we have here. Yeah. Cause it's not only do they have to like have cool, like moves to trade blows for a bit, but they also need to like do this on, on the go and mm-hmm. they pull it off pretty well. Yeah. So it's, it's an impressive one. Uh, yeah. They land on one big branch, uh, and Ang summons this like giant twisting gust of wind to blast it at jet. And he struggles against it and falls off the branch uh, catches himself as he's falling, but loses Aang's staff in the process. Uh, Aang dives down to get his staff, but Jet kicks him into a tree branch, and Aang gets knocked to the forest floor. Mm-hmm. Aang struggles to regain his composure, but before Jet can strike him down, Katara is here, and she unleashes a rapid volley of water bending strikes, which knock Jet up against a tree. And then she takes a deep inhale and blows out a cooling breath, which freezes Jet to the tree. Yeah, this was the thing that I was talking about earlier. Uh, I thought so. Where she does something that I wouldn't have thought possible with waterbending. Uh, but it is very cool if anyone can just do that. You can just freeze the water. You can just freeze the water, yeah. Which, I mean, I guess... I don't want to get. I don't want to have another one of these conversations. No, let's do. Let's let's do it a little the, bit. The physics of bending, but are you controlling each molecule of water? Sure. I, like, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. But then you wouldn't need the breath because you could just you could just make the water freeze by moving or by slowing the molecules and moving them apart. All right, Mister Science. Yeah, Mister E Science Theater, Brendan. <laughs> Uh, so can you boil the water then? Yeah, you just have to, you'd have to speed up the molecules. Yeah, but how do you do it? So she blows on the water to make it cold, which I think is funny because like that's what I do to my SpaghettiOs. <laughs> yeah. What do you do to make it hot? Is she, I, you don't, I guess you could blow on it if you wanted to. I, <laughs> I wouldn't think you'd need to do any of that. Uh, well, I don't know. It seems in this case. You blow out of your nose because that's usually like hot air. We've seen... Iroh do exactly that, but he's yeah. he's doing it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Well, he's firebending, but I mean, the exactly. same the same principle applies. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? 
We'll never know. We'll I never would, know. I wouldn't think you'd have to do any of it, though. I think you could just, if you're controlling each molecule of water, then you just speed up the vibration of it. Look, I mean, I didn't pay enough attention in chemistry class to be able to contribute any further to this conversation. Well, that's how it works. The molecules get excited and vibrate faster. I'm exciting and vibrating faster the longer this conversation <laughs> goes on. And when it freezes, they slow down. <laughs> Well, we can't slow down now, Brendan. We have more episode to talk about. Uh, Katara calls Jed out for being just a twisted piece of shit. Uh, but there's a bird call whistle from somewhere in the distance, and Jet returns the call. They're too late. The plan is on. Mm-hmm. And Aang and Katara can't stop it, and they say Sokka is our only chance now. Yeah, and then we get my favorite sequence in the episode, which I'm not sure. Well, no, I am sure. I was going to say I'm not sure if it really happened. It did really happen. But at the time, I wasn't sure if it was really happening or if this was like a a vision of the future. Oh, like what could be? Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, wow, they're they're going to lose, which is not anything that I expected from this show. It is fun when they lose, isn't it? yeah. And it like oh. really, it really helps you feel stakes uh, later on, because you're like, well, it's not like they just win every time; they have lost. Mm. I mean, like ultimately, they still win. But I know I don't want to let you down, Brendan. But <laughs> <laughs> but, <clears throat> but they fail to stop the the plan entirely. This is true. Yeah, it doesn't go exactly. The outcome isn't what was desired, but like, yeah, they they cannot stop it. Yeah, which is. Yeah, you're right. That is cool. It is cool that, like, that's possible Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah, normally with a show like this, I just expect, like, everything's going to work out. Everything will be fine. They'll they'll figure it out. Maybe not, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. A long shot fires off a flaming arrow, which strikes the barrels. And sure enough, they explode and demolish the dam. So, yeah, they they didn't stop it, just as, as you've said. Yep. A giant wave of water comes crashing down, and uh, we watch it just completely decimate the Earth Kingdom village. Yep. And then see every person's corpse floating in the water <laughs> afterwards. Yep. It's kind of like that scene in Samurai Jack in the fifth season when he sees all like the zombified versions of the people from his homeland floating by him and calling out in pain. Yeah, yeah. It's just like that, yeah. It's exactly the same exact thing that happens right here. Yep. They yell to Katara, why did you have to be so horny and doom us? (laughs) But they also say, but we get it. Jet's super hunky. He's so hot. It's fine. If it was going to be anyone, I'm glad it was Jet. (laughs) Slay queen. (laughs) Damn, get him. Fuck us up. (laughs) Um. Yeah, the village is destroyed, and, like, we don't see dead bodies, but we do see a child's doll floating on the water. Like a like a fucking war, like, real. Yeah, literally. Like the red scarf or whatever it is in Schindler's List. Yeah. A movie I've never seen, but I do I, know that reference. I haven't either. <laughs> um, They mourn the villagers that seemingly have been lost, and Katara turns her rage towards Jet, and Jet's like, no, this ruled. That's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, hell yeah. Badass. Hell yeah. 
Dap me up, Aang. That was sick as shit. <laughs> uh, but Jet doesn't see this coming because in stroll Sokka, who says, the village is safe. And he tells a story and there's a montage of Sokka arriving in the village and warning everyone of the attack. And he says at first they didn't believe him, but the old man that they had ambushed earlier vouched for Sokka and they were able to get everybody evacuated from the village. Mm-hmm. So Sokka saves the day. Once again, everyone is safe. We see the villagers standing on a hill as like a rushing river is flowing by them. And a little girl runs to the river and picks up that floating doll, which she calls Mrs. Pretty. Mrs. Pretty. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's just a very good. If I ever have a daughter, Mrs. Pretty will be her name. Mrs. Pretty. That's the legal name of my child. <laughs> where's 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 Mr. Pretty? Please, Mr. Pretty is my father. Call me Mrs. Pretty. <laughs> well, now this is just very confusing. Yeah, Mr. don't worry about it. Mr. Pretty's gone off to join the war. <laughs> and died in the Earth Kingdom drowning way back when. <laughs> the, fire when a- the Fire Nation killed him. <laughs> Just like Katara's mother. Did you hear about that? <laughs> I might have heard about that. Uh, Jet's pissed. Sokka tears him down some more verbally. Uh-huh. And Jet makes one last emotional plea to Katara, but her ho- her hormones are quelled for now after all of this treachery. Mm-hmm. Says, Jet, I'm not horny for you anymore. No. I still am a little bit. Yeah, I He's a bad boy, too. That like, <laughs> honestly makes it a little bit better for me. Um, she climbs onto Appa as Sokka defiantly says, yip, yip. And yeah. they fly away. And then Appa doesn't do anything because he doesn't answer to Sokka. <laughs> You're not the boss of me. Uh, no, they fly away. Katara jokingly thanks Sokka for using his instincts to warn the town instead of going to the dam. Which it's like, enough with the Sokka jokes already. He's and literally yeah. a hero. He fucking saved everyone. <laughs> Where would we, be, would we be without Sokka's instincts right now? <laughs> He's been doing nothing but well for the past few episodes. He's growing so much more than any of you <laughs> He's have. He's getting no respect. Can't we see this? Without Sokka, yeah, the world is doomed. <laughs> uh, Sokka's like, hey, well, you know, sometimes my instincts are right. And Aang says... Hey, you're flying the wrong way. And Sokka says, and sometimes they're wrong. And he does a U-turn and we all have a good laugh. (laughs) He, he, he. That's the end of the episode. (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. Brendan, Jet Jet. is the name of episode 10. Sure is. Uh, How do we feel about Jet, the episode or or the kid? I don't like Jet, but I I thought the episode was fun. (laughs) Uh, So you don't like Jet, but you do like Jet. Yes. I understand. Everyone understands. Yeah, very clear. <laughs> um, no, I thought it was fun. Uh, very clearly doing the Robin Hood thing. Sure. Like from the second uh, he appeared or like the gang appears on screen, you're like, all right, I see what's happening here. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I thought it was pretty cool. That one fight scene was pretty cool. I liked that they didn't succeed in stopping him from blowing up the dam. Mm-hmm. I thought that was all very neat. Uh, it does more to show that, like like you were saying, that like not everyone 
it's not all black and white like the fire nation is evil and everyone else is good it's there's a lot of shades of gray in there right it's not like the enemy of my enemy is my friend like it's not as simple mm. as that which is good and then even yeah like you said they're clearly doing the robin hood motif but like how many examples do we have where actually oh no robin hood is like not a good guy. He's yeah. not doing a good thing. Turns out he's actually a piece of shit. <laughs> Probably always was. I mean, taking from bigger pieces of shit, but that doesn't make Robin mm -hmm. Hood necessarily a good guy. Although in the traditional Robin Hood story, he does then give the money to the poor. Yeah, in this one, he drowns the poor. This, yeah, he, the, <laughs> the poor are uh, arguably worse victims. They're worse <laughs> off than the rich themselves. Yeah. So... A little bit of a different spin on that. Yeah, I don't know. It's, again, you know, like we talked about much earlier on here, you know, not every episode I feel like is directly devoted to, like, the overall plot. So this is, you know, you could call this something of a filler episode, um, but it does, like, advance the characters, I feel like, in some different ways. Like, mm -hmm. continues to establish, like, Sokka, like, earning... His credit, like, you know, if he can't bend, like, he's going to have to be, like, sharp and always on it and, like, like the tactician of the group. And yeah. like, as much as they, like, joke about how, well, Sokka couldn't possibly do that. Like, he is continuing to prove, actually, yes, he can. Yeah. Early on in the show, I was on board with, like, making fun of Sokka because it's like, ah, oh, well, he's easy because he thinks he's so tough and shit. But the, the further it goes, the less I agree with them giving him so much shit all the time. Definitely. Because it's like, well, no, he, he actually is the voice of reason in most situations. <laughs> like, he knows what he's talking about a lot of the time. Like, sure, he's still arrogant and kind of an asshole sometimes, but he's also mostly right. He's keeping mostly, like, a level head. He does yeah. get emotional, but he is the one, yeah, thinking things through, as opposed to the other two members of the group this time were either, like, a stupid, goofy child throughout the entire episode or just way too blinded by horniness to be able to think clearly at all. Mm -hmm. uh, Sokka is neither of those things. His horniness, his horniness he keeps in check. Yeah. He wrangles that shit. No time for that. <laughs> oh, there's time for it uh, <laughs> in the scenes we don't get to see. <laughs> him but and the Momo. scenes that I think about the most. Yeah, him and Momo. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting episode for sure. And it is fun to have like a little mini villain, like almost like a one and done thing. Like, yeah, here's Jet. Like, he seems okay. Oh, wait, no, he's bad. Oh, it's okay. We stopped him. It is fun to like have a little something <laughs> yeah. like that along the way. Yep. I thought it was pretty good though. And while well, we also saw that like Sokka's got, uh, not Sokka, uh, Katara has a much better control of her like bending. This is true. Even between the last episode and this one, she seems to have gone a long way. We see her practicing a lot in other episodes. And mm. like now it's yeah, now it feels like it's starting to amount to something. Where did she learn the freezing thing, though? Um, Like we've never seen any indication that that was even possible. And she just suddenly busts it out. Maybe it was on the other side of the scroll and we just never got to see <laughs> oh, it. Maybe, yeah. Or they just didn't unfurl the scroll like all the way and there was mm -hmm. a little bit more written on there and that's where she picked it up. I would just kind of think that like ice powers would be something that they would learn from the ice like 
the tribe when they finally make it to the North Pole. Like, oh, by the way, you can freeze the water too. And I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck. That, the, <laughs> that opens up a whole new level of water bending. You know, my mind expanding. It's like the galaxy brain. Yeah. And the very last one is ice bending. It's like, holy shit. Oh my God, you're right. Ice is water. <laughs> it was water the whole time. <laughs> uh, Yeah, no, she's growing. It's honestly funny that like she's growing in those ways. Sokka is growing in like his contributions to the team and everything and i feel like in this episode ang takes like a big backseat to everything mm-hmm. going on and is played to be like this childish doofus who like can't see can't read between the lines with anything going on yeah he's barely there at all <laughs> which is good i do like that the show is like willing to do that with the person who is the most important person on the entire planet yeah and the show is literally named after yeah let him let him like kind of step back from the plot, let the other characters kind of have some time to, to, to show what they can do. Right. So they're not just like, it's not like the Ang show plus Ang sidekicks. It's like, Oh, everyone is, everyone is a player. Mm-hmm. So they're doing a pretty good job of that so far. Okay. I feel like we've exhausted our things to say about jet. Would you agree? I would agree. Uh, thumbs up. Yes. Thumbs up from the two of us. That was episode 10, Jet. We're done talking about that, but Brendan, of course, we are not done talking on this episode because we have an email to read. Email. Email. Oh, you're kind of falling. You're falling apart here. That was that 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 one. That was that breakfast catching up to you? (laughs) (laughs) That was the, the heavy metal intro email. Uh, but I can't play guitar, so that's all you get. Good enough. Howdy, cappers, says this email. I like that. We're cappers now. Uh, I am not sold on that, but... You're not sold on the cappers? We'll go with it for the purposes of this email. Howdy to you. Howdy, cappers. I'm starting to think Nick is a fan of Disney World. False. I'm not sure why you would think that. Yeah. False. Um, yeah. Inaccurate. You don't know me. We've never said anything on this show. <laughs> You don't know anything about me. (laughs) I recently went and had the fun of throwing my back out on a roller coaster as Steven Tyler screamed in my ear. Mm. With with that said, I wanted to ask (laughs) if either of you had any similar experiences. Uh, I've had experiences of Steven Tyler blowing my back out while he screams in my (laughs) ear. but That is completely unrelated to uh, rides at Disney World. And maybe this is not the appropriate forum for something like that. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I've never been injured by a, a an amusement park ride. Mm. I don't think um, I have either. I have been on the rock and roller coaster, though, which I believe is what he's referring to. This is the rock and roller coaster currently under a refurbishment. And the big uh, rumor was that it was going to come back and be queen themed. Oh, uh, but now it seems like that is definitely not going to happen it seems like it's going to be basically exactly the same ride as it always has been Mm -hmm. um but it's long overdue for like some kind of change because it's so dated Mm -hmm. um and i'm even surprised they still have like licensing rights to although i think if you're aerosmith you'd probably want to keep re-upping that forever 
because like your relevance is fading. So yeah. if Disney is willing to continue having a ride be themed around you, like if you're Aerosmith, you're like, fuck yeah, like let's keep this going. Yeah, keep that train rolling as long as you can. We have nothing else. We're Aerosmith. Keep, keep that money coming in. <laughs> uh, although it was recently, uh, they had a rock and roller coaster in uh, France, in Disney's France Park, I believe in Walt Disney Studios is the park it was in. Uh, and they have undergone huge transformations there and have opened up like a Avengers campus kind of land. Ooh. And I think rethemed the ride to be Iron Man themed. Oh, that's kind of cool. Which is pretty fun. But we're talking Iron Man like the Marvel character it doesn't play Black Sabbath's Iron Man. Just the, it's only based on the one Black Sabbath song. Yeah, that, would be, <laughs> that would be really funny. But no, I was referring to the Marvel character. I mean, I still think it would be fun if it was the Marvel character and played. And they played Iron Man. Man. So, yeah, yeah. That, would be, that would be really good. I would like that. Um, but no, I don't have any similar experiences to that. I don't think. Uh, yeah, to, to the question, I suppose. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't go on a lot of thrill rides, which is why I prefer like a Disney to like a Universal or even like a Six Flags or something like that. Uh, my wife and I are more invested in like the slow moving dark rides like a Haunted Mansion or a Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. So that's. That's more my speed. Uh, I did ride Space Mountain after having like a huge dinner and didn't puke, but did feel like I could have puked. When you were in line for Space Mountain, did they turn the lights on? They did not turn the lights on. I feel like every time I've ever been in line for that ride, which is not that many times, but sure, but it's still (laughs) 100% of the time. Uh, they have had to stop the ride and turn the lights on while I was wow. waiting in line. Uh, An incredible experience. Really kills it. It also really shows how close those cross beams are to the to the cars. That is part of the reason that I don't like riding Space Mountain is I'm not a very tall man, but I can't help but feel that every dip I'm going to lose my head. Yeah, it's spooky. Um, which is probably why that ride is in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I have... Uh, not been on Space Mountain or like in line for Space Mountain when the lights come on. But of course, in Disney World, the people mover mm-hmm. runs through Space Mountain and is always dark. It's like a pitch black sequence. But I have on multiple occasions been on the people mover when the lights have been on on Space Mountain. So you get a great view. Oh, yeah. As From you go above? around the track. Um, yeah. You're actually a little bit. You're kind of like maybe midway through okay so you can like see like above and it. below cool. yeah but you can see the whole damn thing when the lights are on and it is a rare uh rare experience but always a uh informative one i would say yeah yeah uh look one more one more question for this if you were to rebrand uh the rock and roller coaster and not with queen let's say what they want to modernize it they want to get sure. some 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 of the music that the kids like uh, what do you what do you think what would either you want to see or what do you think would be most likely for them to do? Uh, probably Billie Eilish. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm so glad you joking. said that. <laughs> I was mostly joking. But now that I'm thinking about it, that could be kind of fun. I was uh, like, I, I was also like, I wouldn't want that. But at the same time, I'm like a bad guy. They would just put bad guy. 
Well, of course, Brendan, if we're thinking about the rock and roller coaster, they they cycle through like five or six Aerosmith songs. Oh, that's true. It's not just the one song. So you could have, including a uh, delightful take on uh, Love in an Elevator, which they have re-recorded as Love on a Roller Coaster. Oh, hey. Sucked so bad. <laughs> Fuck, fucking Aerosmith, my God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Billie Eilish, that could be, <laughs> I, I was joking, but honestly, that could be kind of fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, Billie Eilish, or like some fucking, I don't even know who else is famous right now. Lil Nas X, oh, that would be crazy. Oh, yeah, you're just on a roller coaster in fucking Old Town Road or Panini start playing. <laughs> the devil starts shaking his ass at you, and you're like, oh, this is too scary. <laughs> It's like the straddled, straddled over I was the, gonna, the cart. I was say, <laughs> the devil is straddled over the cart. And of course, famously, the roller coaster has like a launch that gets you up to 60 miles per hour, like right away. And so you just launch straight into the devil's <laughs> asshole. This is a golden opportunity. Honestly, Lil Nas X should be exploring this. And I feel like we're giving we're giving up the game here a little too early. Probably should be. Again, contacting our lawyers before this gets out to the public. Yeah, yeah. Damn, what an incredible ride that would be. I think that's it. I think we found it. I think we have found it. Uh, Of course, you can't retheme it to be Iron Man themed because you can't have Marvel characters in the Disney parks in Florida because Universal bought the rights to that so many, many years ago. Oh, fucking rights, man. Can't we all just... Everyone can just use every IP that belongs to everyone. That's yeah. how business works, right? That's how that works. That would be that would be great. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's gotten us this far where I share actual episode audio from a Viacom owned property in each of our podcast episodes and the yep. lawyers ain't coming for me yet. So. Fucking try it. <laughs> Please don't try our it. Our lawyers are better. <laughs> you know, our lawyers. My yeah, my dog. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, anyway, I don't know. Sounds like we've landed on a yeah. good a good retheme for the ride. I think I think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that letter was from Matt from Boston, uh, a you, return Matt. writer. Thank you, Matt. Uh, if anyone else would like to write in on this episode that we just discussed or anything related to Avatar or uh, what theme you would put on a Disney ride or just any random bullshit you want, uh, you can do that at gotarecap at gmail.com. You can tweet it at us, at gotarecap. Comment on one of our pictures on Instagram, I guess. <laughs> if you at, want. If you want, at gotarecap. Uh, leave a comment for us on uh, YouTube. You just search for gotarecap. You'll find it that way. Uh, find us on Facebook, gotarecap. Uh, you can give us a review or a thumbs up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts from share it with your friends and your family uh and that's all i never know how to end that segment twitch.tv slash bob the virus brendan's playing resident evil 4 these days yeah by the time this episode comes out i might be done with that but we'll see brendan's playing something these days and you should go to that page regardless i'm playing something he's out there playing all these games hey uh brendan uh Jet, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you gonna be my girl, they say. They they do. Are you gonna listen to our next episode of this podcast? 
unlikely. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would after what we've just done. But episode 11 will be coming next week regardless. Yep. So uh, we will see you all then. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.